All right, we are here with Devin, and she is with Kenai Kombucha. Kombucha, sorry. <laughs> but I will give her a chance to introduce herself and her wonderful business. Thank you. My name is Devin Gonzalez, and I am the owner of Kenai Kombucha with my husband, Brian Gonzalez. We lived down here on the Kenai Peninsula and started our business in April of 2019. Um, from there, we just started working at the Wednesday markets, um, selling our kombucha there, and it was such a hit that we kept getting questions um, what we were going to do next, especially for this winter. So that's when we decided to expand our brewery and open up a tap room right next door. So we just opened our tap room in October, and it's been it's been pretty steady and successful. It's still just a, a learning process for the community. Um, learning where we're at and what we're about and what kombucha is. So it's a pleasure so, for well, inviting us. Of course. Uh, like I was saying before the interview, I was telling Ms. Devin that I really don't know too much about kombucha. So I'm kind of curious, what is kombucha? So kombucha is a fermented tea that promotes good gut health. Um, it contains B vitamins, amino acids, antioxidants, um, probiotics, and that's all great for your gut. So um, how, how kombucha started is you make a batch of sweet tea and then you add in your SCOBY, which is your symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast with some starter liquid from a previous batch. And then you let that sit and ferment and that's what creates your kombucha. And now is, uh, you said it started with just the sweet tea. So is there, can you add flavors to it or is it just kind of one flavor? So we do um, play around with some flavors. So that first ferment that I just described is um, where we produce our natural flavor. Um, and then from there we fermented the second time with whatever spices and herbs and fruits that we might want to use to create other flavors. And now, uh, Saying that it was a fermented tea, so is that just like the tea you get over the counter from the grocery stores, or is it special types of tea that work better no, you, than others? Um, you can use any kind of tea that you want. We use a, a loose leaf blend of five different teas, um, and then we use an organic sugar to feed that SCOBY. But um, when I was just doing it at home, I was just using, you know, probably Lipton iced tea bags. Um, but you can use whatever kind of tea your heart desires. A green tea and black tea usually work best for kombucha. And now, uh, being here in Alaska doing something like that, is there unique challenges that you have that maybe somebody in the lower 48s wouldn't have? I think it's definitely a challenge being here in Alaska because it seems like everybody's behind on the trending things. Kombucha's been around for thousands of years, but it's um, on the rise again, um, especially with like the interest in um, a more healthy lifestyle. But here in Alaska, it's definitely, it's a new thing for a lot of people. There's only a few kombucheries around in the state, but people are just learning what is kombucha? What, what does it do for me? So. Yeah, I know. I've, it's one of those things I've seen it a lot of times in working in kitchens and stuff, but I've never really given it a second thought or really thought of what it is. And now uh, what is, what is the ways that you educate people on what it is and what benefits it has to so, let the general public know? 
just usually when they come in here, um, they ask me, what is kombucha? I kind of go into that spiel of what kombucha is of, you know, it's a fermented tea, it promotes good gut health. How do we make it? Um, different, you know, benefits that you can get. Personally, I started drinking kombucha when I was pregnant and I was having some um, severe indigestion and heartburn. Um, and a friend had said, have you ever tried kombucha? I said, no. Um, she hooked me up with a scoby and some starter liquid and told me what to do when I got home. And it just, it was more of a hobby at first, but I, I grew to love it. And any kind of relief I was going to get from that heartburn while I was pregnant was beneficial and I was all for it. So. And now uh, you say kombucha brewery. I know a lot of uh, myself and a lot of our listeners were very familiar with beer breweries. What is the difference uh, equipment wise? Like would people be able to walk in and recognize it or is it kind of a completely different setup, kind of like wine to beer? Or? I think um, our kombucheries are similar to a lot of the beer breweries around town. We all have our fermenting tanks. Um, so you'll have like, these huge stainless steel um, tanks that you can see. And obviously they all vary from which place you go to. Ours, unfortunately, you can't, the general public can't really see because of the way it's set up. But eventually when we move buildings and maybe build something, we'll have like a, our brewery like showcase so everybody can see it. And how many, now you said you have a tap room. So how many taps do you have? How many different flavors do you have for people to come and try? We have four taps right now, and we usually have our non tap, which is just your first ferment. It's pretty mild, and then we rotate with seasonal flavors. Right now, we have a citrus cranberry that's on. Um, our pineapple ginger is super popular. We have a spicy mango that we do that people seem to like. Um, it just kind of it it depends. We just rotate the flavors and um, keep people guessing, I guess. <laughs> now, um. You said you started at the Wednesday market and uh, do, do you still do different markets or are you now just at the Kumbushri? So we did a bunch of different um, events this summer, but now we're just kind of focused on the tap room, especially with um, the change in the weather and stuff like that. Not a whole lot's going on around town, but we'll see what happens this summer, how busy we are here. And we do have seven other accounts that we service, um, around the Kenai and Soldatna area. So we stay fairly busy. And how much, uh, kombucha can you do at a time? Like, I know, uh, when, when you ferment a batch is, is it like large volumes or is it more small volume? So we, our largest tanks are 200 gallon tanks and we have three of those. So we're doing about a thousand gallons a month of kombucha with all of our different tanks. Oh, wow. Now, if, uh, if people are, can't make it into the tap house, you said you serviced other accounts, where else can they find your kombucha at? At Kenai River Brewing and St. Elias Addy Camp, Everything Bagels, both True Blue locations and the Flats. Okay, and now is the tap room open all winter long, or is it, uh, what, what's your hours on that if people are interested in coming by and checking it out? So we're open Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6, um, and it is going to be in a forever thing. It's a brick and mortar now, so we will be here year-round. So come on in Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 6. And now... Uh, People that are new, completely new to the 
kombucha. What's some like uh, misconceptions or stuff like that that you hear? I know when there's a new product, a lot of people are always kind of iffy about it. Oh, that's a tough question. Um, we get a lot of weird questions like, um, is the kombucha, does it grow on trees? No, that's, that's chaga. Um, what else do we get? They question, since it's a fermented tea, about the alcohol content. Um, it is, because it's a fermented beverage, it has less than half of a percent of alcohol, and it is still considered a non-alcoholic beverage because of that. Um, Obviously, they're curious whether or not it really does contain probiotics and, you know, it's good for your gut. But um, people seem to enjoy it. They like it, whether or not they believe in it. And now you said you, you f first got into it when you were uh, pregnant drinking the kombucha. What was your first reaction to it? Because I, I know, uh, like, my wife has tried it, and she said it has a very strong, distinct taste to it. <laughs> Well, I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't really impressed when I first started it. I had really no idea what I was doing when I started brewing at my house, but, um, I think it just, it, it depends on, you know, what kind of tea you're using and the sugar, how long you're letting it ferment. And then obviously when you second ferment it and flavor it, it makes things a lot better. So, um, since we are serving this product to the public, we try to keep it a little more mild and not so vinegary or, um, that maybe that pungent taste that your wife also got to experience <laughs> like I did. And now how long, uh, speaking of the fermenting process, how long does it take from uh, start to finish when you start a batch until it's in the taps ready to go out to the public? It varies. It varies, you know, on a bunch of different variables, obviously, but um, doing about a one gallon batch at home, I could rotate every week or so every 10 days. But now that we're doing our 200 gallon batches, they take about between 30 and 45 days. Okay. So it, it's a time consuming process then. It's not just a quick, quick, uh, it's throw it in and <laughs> let it go. It's not. And that's, that's the question that we got a lot of this summer when we would run out of product at the Wednesday market. We were going through 30 gallons each Wednesday market. So it was way more than we anticipated, but people were just like, can't you go get some more? Well, no, we can't just run to the store and grab some off the shelf. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. And I, a lot of people just don't understand the process of what it takes, what we have to put into it. Now, one thing I do love to ask a lot of my guests, especially uh, you kind of hinted on it a little bit earlier, that kind of seems like Alaska, we're, we're a little uh, behind on the trends and stuff. Uh, where where do you see your market going in the next, uh, even say, three to five years? Do you see the it expanding as people get more familiar, or do you see some new trends coming up? I think that the kombucha trend is going to continue to skyrocket. Um, I think we did get in on the right time um, for this new trend to um, explode. Like you can see, there's two in Anchorage. There's another one that's going to come to Anchorage that it's actually going to be a hard kombucha. There's one in Palmer. There's one in Homer. It's, it's blowing up all over the place, but they're all over the place in the lower 48 right now. Okay, and now uh, we talked about the challenges, but what advantages do you think you have being up here in Alaska, maybe compared to somebody in the lower 48s? 
I guess we can kind of see what may or may not have worked out for them um, and kind of play off of that. Um, I don't, it's, it, that's tough. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that, honestly. Okay, no, that's fine. I mean, it's, it's one of those things I know um, for, for different markets, there's different advantages, disadvantages on them. And like you said, being able to maybe see what somebody else did that didn't work, I could see that being a big advantage for, for you guys. A disadvantage is shipping costs. So to get more fermenters and more heavy equipment like that, there's not, they're not just laying around up here, you know, most of the time they're being used. Um, so shipping that kind of stuff up here is very costly and time consuming. So that's a huge disadvantage. Yeah, that's one thing about everybody we've talked to that has any type of business up here is the shipping kills them. It does. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And now, uh, if people are interested in finding out more about you guys, where's kind of uh, your websites or social medias, or where, where do you direct people if they're not in the Kenai area? So we do have a website, KenaiKombucha.com, and then we're on Facebook and Instagram, Kenai Kombucha 907, I believe is what it's under. Please check those out. Yeah, and we'll make sure that we put all your social media website, all the links in the show notes. 